It's Paul Smolin, M.D., your PEDCAST host, bringing you informative and entertaining knowledge on a wide range of parenting and child health topics. You have parenting questions. He has answers. It's portable, practical pediatrics on your schedule. And here is your PEDCAST host, Dr. Paul Smolin. Well, welcome to another edition of DocSmo.com, the blog dedicated to children and parents. I'm Dr. Paul Smolin. You know, DocSmo. And I am grateful and honored to have as my guest today, Dr. Susan Primer, a board-certified dermatologist, a board-certified pediatrician, and a certifiable great friend. She has loads of experience and always brings some great insights on whatever subject we're discussing. And today we're going to talk about tattoos from a dermatologist's perspective. So let's welcome Dr. Susan Primer. How are you doing, Sue? I'm doing fine, Paul. Always great to talk to you. Great. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to be here today. So you have a lot of experience with tattoos. Uh and skin. So let's start with why you think teens and young adults want tattoos. What, what's it all well, about? Uh, well, when, what I've noticed when I see people talk about their tattoos, the younger people in the office is they're trying to express themselves, set themselves apart, but I guess also, in a sense, conform to the uh, great number of people now who consider tattoos. Uh, a, a, a very important personal adornment. Uh, they usually have them on parts of their body that are, I would say, their best features. And um, I think also they think they do uh, increase their sex appeal. Yeah. So they're trying to highlight certain parts of their bodies, you think? I, and- I think so, yeah. Generally speaking, even on older adults, when I see them with tattoos, they usually have them on a part of the body that is one of the nicer areas of their body, so to speak. Yeah. So what do the laws say about tattoos in children? What, what, what goes on in New Jersey? Do you know? Um, well, um, I wasn't aware up until just actually today <laughs> uh, <laughs> that in New Jersey you need to have your uh, parents' consent if you are below 18. I, um, and so uh, I don't, I'm not really aware of anybody that I have seen with a tattoo that has told me that they actually asked their parents uh, I think many times parents aren't even aware uh, that their their child has gotten a tattoo, but that is on the books. Yeah. Well, you see a lot of, of children who have tattoos. In my practice, I don't see very many, so I don't really have a lot of experience with that. But in North Carolina, uh, I read that under 18, uh, you cannot get a tattoo with or without your parents' consent. But interestingly, I was wandering through the various laws of states in California – not only is it illegal for a child to get a tattoo under age 18, but it's also illegal for a, a tattoo provider to even offer a tattoo to a child under 18. Even though it seems to me, having visited California a few times, that everybody has a tattoo in California. It's very mainstream, uh, much more so than in North Carolina. Well, I have to say that I guess New Jersey is probably somewhere in between California and uh, North Carolina, but I have to 
say that over the last uh, five to ten years, maybe the last five years, there's been a tremendous number of an increase in in tattoos seen not only in children but adults and even in very old people, uh, which has always surprised me. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, well, tell us what a tattoo is. You know, what happens in the skin? Uh, what goes on? Are there different types of tattoos? You know. Well, basically, to make a tattoo, um, you have to damage the dermis. That's the middle layer of the skin. Uh, you place in the dermis a foreign material, and it is uh, gobbled up by cells that stay there. And gradually, actually, over many years, your body works to actually get that tattoo out. But that takes a long, long time. And so if you place the dye too deep, it wouldn't show up. If the tattoo is superficial in the upper layer of the skin, it, it would be just basically worn away. So it has to be actually placed in the right place in the skin to make a tattoo, and that's in the dermis. Okay, the dermis is the, right below the, the, middle the, the skin. The middle, the middle layer. layer. Right, right. So um, are there different types of inks? You know, uh, uh, Well, there, you know, there's different colored inks, and, and there's different compositions of inks, and there's some very, very expensive inks that actually – uh, more are more easily removed if you ever want them removed. But usually the normal inks um, have been around for years and years and are not particularly that expensive, and they uh, are in a range of colors. Okay. Uh, well, complications. Do you see many complications from people having tattoos? Uh, I have to. I have to say that I see very few. I've seen probably in the last uh, twenty years. Uh, two allergic reactions to the red color in in a, in a tattoo in a uh, in both in older people. Um, I can't say that I've seen any real complications. We used to worry about getting AIDS or hepatitis B, and there's kind of a strict regulation now, at least in New Jersey, in the cleanliness, and they actually inspect these places. I mean, obviously you can give your own tattoo with ink if you want to, but the places that do it officially. Um, I think at this point use um, sterilized needles and and commercial ink, yeah. and uh, so I don't see any. I don't really see any infections actually. Yeah, I think earlier, I think it was last year, there was an outbreak of some infected ink across the United States, but I have not read of many problems, uh, and I've personally not seen anybody get a serious bloodborne illness from a tattoo, adult or child. Yes, so, I, I, I really think that that's probably true now over most of the United States. Well, why don't you tell us, maybe, I'm sure with all of the probably thousands, tens of thousands of people you've seen with tattoos, are, are there any interesting stories or anecdotes that you've uh, experienced with people with tattoos? Um, uh, yeah, there's there's repeatable and non-repeatable. <laughs> I'll go with the repeatable ones. Um uh, actually, my husband in his office had a, a gentleman who has seen me, and he had, uh, under happier times, the name of his wife, uh, Patty, put on his arm. And, um, P-A-T-T-Y? And P-A-T-T-Y. And unfortunately, uh, as, as, as it would happen, uh, things didn't work out. He was divorced, and now he had this very large tattoo on his uh, upper arm proclaiming his uh, past love. And now he had a new uh, wife. And he didn't really know what to do, so he thought he would have it removed. But, of course, he found out how expensive that was. So he and, uh, and my uh, husband's staff put the letters up on a board, and they played around with it. And they decided that, uh, okay, he wouldn't remove Patty. He would just change one of the T's to an R. And now he has a blazoned on his arm party. 
And, uh, <laughs> so now he's making a totally new type of statement, isn't right. he? <laughs> so now I don't know if he would have ever <laughs> intended to have party all over his upper arm, but it certainly it's better vis-a-vis his new wife rather than having Patty. Yeah, so I think, I think that's, that's, that's probably true. Uh, another funny story is I had a, a person who had a very intricate Chinese uh, lettering on, on uh, his uh, arm, and uh, I, I, I complimented him on it and thought it was quite intricate. And I said, what does it uh, mean? And he said, well, I had thought that it, some, it said some sort of profound statement, he said, but he was down down the shore, the Jersey Shore, on the, on the boardwalk, and uh, he had his uh, tattoo showing on his arm, and a couple of uh, Asian Chinese people looked at it and started giggling. And he asked them why they were giggling, and, and basically that it didn't say what he thought it said. It said something like, you know, I am a fool or something to that extent. <laughs> Kick and, me, I'm stupid uh, or something you know, like that. So, so most of us wouldn't know that, and it was actually a quite attractive uh, symbol, but it really, it, I mean, he had been fooled, and there it was on his arm. So I guess if he doesn't go to China, he's okay. Well, that's, but, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get down to the meat of things as far as, you know, parents and their kids and, you know, how should – what should parents tell their children about tattoos? Because, you know, this is out there and, you know, their their kids are going to be tempted by this stuff and it's becoming more and more mainstream, as you say. So, you know, why why shouldn't a child consider getting a tattoo? What And what could parents uh-huh. – well, I think them. they need to consider certain things. They may not be able to stop them completely from getting a tattoo, but they might actually be thinking about um, the fact that that conditions change. There's a lot of remorse in, in middle age, even before, either on the fact that you have a tattoo or where it is or how big it is. They're very expensive to remove, and many of the inks in them cannot be removed readily, and they can actually change color on, on the attempt to remove them. And and when you do remove them, or you can, many times the actual texture of the skin is, is changed. It's not the same. The removal process is not something that leaves the skin like it was before. And, and, but basically, I think it's the, the remorse that people have over a decision that they made when they were quite young, and they feel very differently about either the area that the, the tattoo is on, the extent of it, or or exactly what kind of tattoo it is. So I think that the parents have to be upfront about this and, and discuss it, but but I but a lot of kids get tattoos without their parents knowing it, and where they get them, I don't think a parent would readily see it, and so I think you just have to talk about it and, and hope that you know your your child might uh, make these considerations about how things don't always you don't always feel about the you know you wouldn't want to have the same hairdo for the rest of your life, yeah, um, and you can change that. Uh, you can change a lot of things about yourself, and you do. But once you have a tattoo, it is—it's really—it is difficult to remove. Yeah, well, it's a, so you're saying it's like a fashion statement about your hair. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I think people many times you think that how you feel at one point is you're never going to change. But uh, I guess it is hard to tell a younger person that. Um, but as my husband's friend who had the patty. He was uh, middle-aged when he got his tattoo. So I think that at any age, you can kind of think that something is forever, and it may not be. Right. I, I think parents have a lot more influence on their kids' thinking than, than they give themselves credit for. So uh, I think it's fine for parents to, you know, you don't have to do it in an emotional way. I think you just need to discuss things and, and talk about them and, and let your feelings be known. Because, you know, kids do respect their parents' opinions, maybe not all the time. But a lot of the times they do. Mm-hmm. That's been my yeah, experience. I think that's probably true. Um, I, I, I think if you're in a crowd that everyone is getting a tattoo or, or in a 
possibly if somebody is, is still inebriated or, you know, not quite, a lot of these tattoos are done if the sometimes in a vacation setting or, you know, after some sort of big event, everybody decides to get a tattoo or have a tattoo. Um, that probably would be more difficult to control. But I think that when some people have these elaborate tattoos, they're, they're relatively expensive. They take a long time. It, it possibly, you know, a parent might be able to definitely modulate how big an area or just, you know, try out a small area first or something like that. Yeah. Or get a henna tattoo, a, a temporary tattoo. Yeah. Um, well, actually, you know, that's uh, something that you and I had talked about uh, before, how uh, at least with my uh, patients from India, they don't get permanent tattoos. They, especially the women, they get these elaborate henna tattoos that stay on for a week or so. And then they are able to wash off. And you can get allergic to henna, but of course, you know, the allergy goes away when the, the henna is gone if you do get uh, an allergic reaction. If you get an allergic reaction to a dye in a tattoo, you other than cutting it out, uh, people don't realize that when you laser out a tattoo, you are not getting rid of the dye. You're just changing the size of the particles and therefore changing how it appears to your, your eye. Mm-hmm. So the tattoo is not, the ink is not really disappearing. And if you get allergic to that ink, it's pretty much there unless you cut it out. Right. Right. So I think parents can mention some of these things. Uh, I don't think you need to scare anybody. I just think you want a kid to be informed, as you said. Right. Well, something that I've seen personally is in the medical field, I've seen some uh, doctors, nurses, you know, health professionals who had tattoos when they were young who were very much embarrassed by them as they got older. I mean, your your position in life may change. And... Uh, you know, that can be a real problem for you, you know. And as you say, these are very difficult or impossible sometimes to remove. So that that's something uh, to point out to kids as well. Yeah. Another thing, I, I don't know if it's relevant to tattoos on the body. I mean, they do change with time. Your body is actually trying to take away the particles over years on end. So they do smudge with time. A lot of tattoos that people have, sometimes I, on older people, I would have a hard time telling what they were because they actually have started almost looking, looking like they've been smudged out. And when people have gotten tattoos on their eyebrows or eyelids or their lips, as people have aged, the tattoo has somewhat migrated and it can you know look very unattractive and there's not really a whole lot you can do. Um, so at least in, on certain places on your body, that could be a problem. Most, most kids are not tattooing their face that much as that I see. Most of the time it's a, you know, an arm, a leg, uh, the upper, upper buttock area, that sort of thing, but they do smudge. And so again, even if you don't have remorse about the nature of the tattoo, the way it looks may not look the same. Uh, even 10 years later. Or the body part you put it on may not look like it did, <laughs> you know, when you were 16 well, years old, you know? I, I will have to, yeah. <laughs> of course, it remains to be seen whether or not the tattoo makes the body part look better or, or, or the body part <laughs> makes the tattoo. I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Dr. Primer, once again, thank you for sharing your expertise. Uh, for my listeners, uh, check out more talks by Dr. Primer. They're all great. Check them out at www.doxmo.com, or you can find her, of course, on iTunes. And write a five-star review while you're there, please. (laughs) And maybe, just maybe, she's so good that we'll be seeing docprim.com pretty soon. What do you think? We're going to make you into a media star soon? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, there's there's a big demand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us. Okay, thanks, Paul. Good night. 
I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider. Thank you.